Welcome to the Fertility Podcast Bite Size, where the aim is to answer the questions that you want to know when Dr. Google just ain't cutting it. Maybe you've been in front of a consultant and have left and it's still keeping you awake at night. Or maybe you've been asking online and still aren't satisfied. So we've brought together the many experts that we've met, as well as asking brands who want to help you understand things better to share their wisdom in a bite-sized chunk. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you will know that on the Fertility Podcast, we have covered a lot of topics to help you learn more about your fertility. So if you've just found this podcast, do go and have a listen to our last couple of series as we've really mapped out what you need to be thinking about. What you're going to get here is a snippet of something useful, a bite-sized chunk of information on what can be an extremely overwhelming topic. In this episode of the Fertility Podcast Bite Size, we're working with the Centre for Reproductive and Genetic Health, or you may have heard of them as CRGH. Now, they've been helping people understand and preserve their fertility for more than 30 years and have helped create thousands of families in that time. They have a real focus on personalised care and have outstanding success rates. And CRGH have also helped pioneer new treatments and technology for those trying to conceive. Today, we are joined by Dr. Wael Saab, the Deputy Clinical Director at CRGH. And we're going to be talking more about sperm quality so you can understand what can be done to really improve sperm health. In general, the causes of infertility can be divided. Obviously, the percentages might vary from study to study. I keep on even mentioning that to the master's student that I teach, to medical students who come and join us, is that in general, 40% of fertility issues are related to a female factor in fertility, 40% to a male factor in fertility, and 20% is unexplained. So obviously that means the causes are 50-50 when it comes to male factor and female factor. And I have to fully admit that those 20% of unexplained infertility, as the years go on, we are discovering that those are mainly related to a male factor infertility that were undiagnosed or unattended to. For now, when we say embryo quality, embryo quality or pregnancy can be affected by egg quality, but we should not forget about sperm quality. Sperm has direct impact on pregnancy outcome, whether that is implantation or whether that is miscarriages. And there's more and more scientific evidence supporting the importance of sperm in the fertility journey. When it comes for testing the sperm, every time you say a sperm test, the basic that comes to mind is a semen analysis. And unfortunately for years, that was the only more or less test that we offer for men, which is do a semen analysis. And when we say a semen analysis, we mainly stress or check three main parameters. And those are the concentration or the density of the sperm, the motility or the mobility of the sperm and the percentage of normal forms. A few years back, if there's any abnormality when it comes to the sperm concentration, then, which is very low, for example, what we refer to medically as oligospermia, at that point in time, we used to ask men to have hormonal tests to check for their hormones like FSH, LH, their cystic fibrosis screening, which is a genetic test, and therefore their Y chromosome deletion. However, there are more tests that can be done for the sperm that we do at CRGH. For example, we check for semen culture to check if there's any bacteria that is present in the sperm that might impact implantation or mainly fertilization rate. 
We also check a test called the MAR test or the MAR. In simple terms, the MAR test is when you check if the sperm is clumping together because we know that if the sperm is clumping, then when we mix sperm and eggs, rather than the sperm moving in the right direction and fertilizing the egg, the sperm will be clumping together, and that will have direct impact on fertility treatment where we have to take the sperm and inject it inside the egg. Obviously, over the last few years, further genetic testing, because it's the era of DNA right now and molecular medicine, genetic testing for the sperm and mainly sperm DNA fragmentation, which is a very important test that we started requesting for men to help dictate the treatment of their partners. The DNA fragmentation test for the sperm, up till now, it's not recommended as the first investigation for the sperm. Although my personal opinion, that will change in the coming few years. But what currently we are doing, or what is the general practice, is that couple who have recurrent IVF failures, and that can be failure of implantation of embryos, or um, failure of pregnancy to continue, causing early pregnancy losses or miscarriages, or severe problem with the sperm, mainly causing embryos to degenerate after day three. Those are the subcategory of men, specifically if linked with some lifestyle issues, those subcategory of men, DNA fragmentation in general, is a test that at the moment we are recommending to be performed. A very valid question that we have our patients asking is that what can we do to improve sperm quality? The good thing is that the sperm a cycle takes approximately two to three months. And there are lots of things men can do to improve sperm quality, and mainly that is related to lifestyle. I'll start with what is considered as basics, which is if men smoke or vape, they should smoke, stop smoking, stop vaping, decrease their alcohol intake to the least possible, preferably closer to nil. Anything that increases testicular temperature will be affecting the sperm negatively. So it's always advisable to avoid men avoiding having a hot bath, saunas, jacuzzis, cycling for long, keeping the men to keep their BMI within the normal reference range or try to avoid extremes of weights, whether obesity or very low weight, that will also help. And obviously leading a healthy lifestyle when it comes to having their five a day of fruits and veggies and having a well-balanced diet, mainly rich in antioxidants and some minerals. By that I mean vitamin C, zinc, selenium. These are uh, quite a few of the antioxidants or the minerals that are well known that their supplementation will improve sperm quality. Another thing that it also helps, we avoid asking men to abstain for long because long periods of abstinence, by that I mean more than four to five days, has been shown to affect sperm quality negatively. So there are quite few things that men can do when it comes to lifestyle to help the sperm get better. Obviously, over the last few years, or even then more than a few years, over the last decade, there's a, a gradual decline in sperm quality and in sperm quantity. And the easiest way to know that this is actually happening, because what is considered as normal, following the WHO definition, has been getting down and down and down across the years. So what we consider right now as a normal sperm concentration 
used to be a low sperm concentration based on the WHO definition a few years back. Without any doubt, there most probably could be lots of variables there and lots of reasons why this is happening. And I have to most probably, the way how we live, and uh, most probably it's related to pollution. There are some studies, actually some animal studies, mainly uh, related to plastics, uh, mainly related to some toxins in the environment. Uh, We can never know, is it something that is present in already packed food? Is it something from packaging? Is it something from plastic? Because we know, for example, that bisphenols, we know uh, might be playing as a form of estrogen or some estrogen similar compounds that might affect the sperm negatively. Uh, It might be lifestyle related, smoking, alcohol. So most probably what we have been seeing over the last decade as drop in sperm quality and count is related to environmental factors and some pollution related and chemicals mainly uh, that the bodies are exposed to that are accumulated across the years, translating into problems of sperm quality and quantity. Obviously, in addition to lifestyle changes, a few things that um, are relatively common these uh, days uh, among men uh, are protein shakes, anabolic steroids, Um, This has been shown to affect sperm negatively as well. So any men trying to take protein shakes and anabolic steroids, mainly before they go to gym, they are in general advised to stop that and replace by a natural source of proteins. Because if we think of it properly or evolution-wise, we are not meant to consume proteins in shake. We are meant to consume proteins from our diet. And that can be replaced by natural sources of proteins. But in general, men are advised to stop protein shakes and anabolic steroids because those also will impact negatively the sperm quality. With all what's happening when it comes to uh, the sperm quality and quantity uh, getting lower uh, over the last decade, but still there's plenty of room for things to improve. And uh, those might be related to mainly quality of life, decreasing smoking, alcohol, avoiding recreational drugs, and making sure that we are leading a healthy diet exercising frequently, avoiding anything that increases testicular temperature, and making sure that you are taking enough antioxidants in the diet that will definitely improve both quantity and quality. And at the end of the day, that will help in translating in a pregnancy and a higher chance of having a healthy life birth. Make sure you visit crgh.co.uk to learn more about the clinic. Plus, you can book a free mini consultation or attend an open evening. And of course, if you've enjoyed this bite-sized snippet from the Fertility Podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Acast, Google, Spotify. And if you've got the time to leave us a review and share what you've heard, that would be so helpful because we're all about trying to help you micro-learn with these snippets of useful information. 